0: All right, lads, welcome back to the Yankee Count. We are the podcast with a name so fantastical. Walt Disney has actually picked us up for a full-length animated feature film next summer. Um, Right now, this is still up in the air, but right now the rumors are Tom Hanks will be voicing Dhruv um, and Raven Raven Simone uh, from That's So Raven Fame will be voicing Taryn. Wow. Um, yeah,
1: very exciting! Very exciting. The star that is power.
0: Awesome. I'm. I mean, I'm very excited. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, should be coming out next summer. Again, it is fully animated. Uh, I've heard there will be a number of musical uh, numbers hmm. involved. Um, some really, and you know, Disney always pumps out some great music numbers in those movies. So That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be yeah. the family, the fun for the whole family. Be on the lookout. The Yankee Count film <laughs> coming theaters near you yeah. <laughs> next summer. Um, all right. Well, uh, my name is Sam. As always, I am your host. Uh, I'm coming to you this episode from the lovely little town of Wilmington, North Carolina. And as always, I am representing the Magpies of Newcastle United, uh, for those that aren't aware already. And tonight, I'm, I'm absolutely just ecstatic to be joined by three of the best and brightest minds in the entire sport of football. <laughs> Uh, Undoubtedly. It's going to be a juicy one It's going to be a juicy episode I've been looking forward to this one for a while um, First off, uh, as always The two stalwarts of the Yankee count Back again, we have Taryn from Atlanta Representing Man United We have Dhruv from the Swamps uh, Of Eastern North Carolina Representing Chelsea uh, And we also tonight uh, have back again On the Yankee count Matt coming at us from Charlotte, North Carolina Representing the Toffees of Everton Um Woo. Obviously, we will be discussing the Chelsea-Everton match that took place this past week. Going to be some, again, some juicy content there. Uh, Among other things, because there's a lot going on right now, we're entering the festive season of the Premier League. Uh, We also, this is our holiday episode, so happy holidays for all of us here at the Yankee Count. Um, The festive period is just getting started in the Premier League. We're going to have hella games coming up. Uh, We obviously had a big one in the title race this week. And uh, some other pr- uh, Premier League top six teams, historically top six teams at least, that aren't there right now. <laughs> some that are far away from top six right now. Uh, so we'll get into that. Sam,
1: you better, you better have East Atlanta Santa as one of the the transition songs.
0: Wait, wait, Taryn, can you hear that? That's slowly fading up right now.
1: What? What is that? I think it's East Atlanta <gasps> oh, Santa, which means
0: it's time. To, it's a China. holiday
2: miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: old Saint it's
2: Brick, <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
0: oh. <laughs> that means it's time for some <laughs> premier review. So let's
1: go. I'm the snow I'm selling bills All
0: right, so first off, uh, getting started here, we did have a major, major match in the title race, maybe the biggest match of the entire Premier League season so far that took place this week. Liverpool hosting Tottenham at Anfield, and Liverpool ran out 2-1 winners thanks to a late Roberto Firmino header. Uh, the balance of play was interesting um, Jose Mourinho clearly looked peeved at the end of the match that his his side didn't get anything um, so lads let's discuss this uh, big match in the title race obviously Liverpool now 4 points ahead of Tottenham who are still in 2nd Liverpool look like firm favorites once again um, let's discuss this match a little bit were Liverpool fair winners Was this a, was this a fair result in this match
1: I think that it was fair um. obviously Tottenham didn't capitalize on all of their chances, especially uh, Bergvine But when you play that style of football, you kind of have to capitalize on every single chance that you get. Um, or sometimes you won't get results. And Liverpool did a really good job of spreading it wide, um, whereas the Spurs wanted to stay a little bit central. I feel like they gave... They gave away way too much time and space to Liverpool's fullbacks, and um, they got exploited a bit for it. I think they are a little unlucky to run away with zero points there, Tottenham are. But um, ultimately, it's, it's not an unfair result, in my opinion.
3: I think we're seeing, again, some of the flaws with Mourinho that he's been criticized for in the past with other teams where he just sits back and he invites pressure. And against teams like Liverpool, they punish you for that. And, you know, same thing happened to them earlier in the week uh, at Selhurst Park. And you just can't help but feel that that kind of attitude is almost getting out of style in the game. And just letting teams come at you is, uh, is coming back to bite them.
2: Yeah. I'll go back. I mean, I'll go back to the, was it last episode where we were talking about or maybe it was the first episode of the season, but I gave Spurs no chance at the title. I still remain that way. Uh, it's like Liverpool have some god-given right to always get what they want at the end. It's hikey annoying, but as it's long disgusting. as Spurs aren't doing well, yeah. If it was against anyone else, I would have been that much more upset. But as long as it's against Spurs, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, Liverpool had chances. Tottenham did have chances. Uh, both teams had chances they didn't take, um, and you know there was a bit of a a foul claim on the Firmino goal. Eric Dyer ended up on the ground there, uh, but as as much as I hate to say it, that is the type of game that champions win. Um, yep. A draw there would maybe have been the fair result, but finding three points from that kind of game is what is going to end up eventually making someone the Premier League champion at the end of this year. And it looks like right now Liverpool is in the driver's seat once again. Now. Drew, I know you mentioned you don't think that you haven't thought there's any chance that Tottenham could win the title this year. Um, that was sort of where my next, where I was going after that. Um, can Spurs hang in there in the title race, or was this match just sort of the beginning of the end for their their trophy hopes this season?
2: I think they'll be in and around it. Um, there's no way they'll have a, a actual solid chance to to get the title. The, the closest, let's see, they're... they're they're cereal bottlers (laughs) like it's in their DNA (laughs) and I don't know if Mourinho has enough of that moo magic left in him to to turn them around because it's 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 a stink that's been on that club for a while now
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it's I just don't see moo turning it around
0: yeah Taron Matt anything to add there
2: Um, I think
1: they'll be up and around it Um I believe that I believe more so than Drew that they could pull it off. I mean, you never know when a team's gonna hit form, like when when the magic happens. You know, sometimes teams just I, take yeah. off and they get in fantastic form. And if Spurs can do that at the right time, then they could they could win the league still. Um, I would probably I would probably move to some sort of third world country and. Trap like heroin if that happened just to help Maybe get over Maybe Tottenham. The pain, but... You
0: move to Tottenham.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something
2: that.
0: like that. <laughs> I've heard there's a market for that there, but uh,
2: start a you can start a drug epidemic there and slowly destroy the club from within. <laughs> Not a bad.
3: Shout. I agree. Ethically... I agree, though. I think Tottenham have a chance. I think Tottenham have a decent chance. Uh, Kane and and Son. Boo. I mean, that's just a very lethal combination thus far. And Liverpool haven't exactly been the pinnacle of consistency. Yeah, they haven't been lights out. I mean, out. they started the week by scraping by with a draw against Fulham. So, you fact, know, I'm not writing anything off.
1: To add to add on to that, this is an insane stat. The most goals that two people have um, have combined for in Premier League history in one season is 13. And do you know how many goals Kane and Son have between just them right now? It's twelve. It's twelve. That like they're they're going to smash that record. It won't be it won't be close. Not even remotely.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Son and Kane both are are great goal scorers. Both of them are top up there in the uh, in the Golden Boot race right now. You look at what Kane is doing positionally right now, and the way Mourinho has him playing is super interesting. And I know Taryn touched on this last episode a bit, but Kane is really playing like a deep-lying forward type of role, almost like a number 10. Yeah, he's a 10. Um, And he's gotten so many assists this year on top of, obviously, he's still a great natural goal scorer too. Um, I think that's a brilliant play, um, brilliant tactical decision for Mourinho. So we'll have to see. I think that they're still legit because – this was at Anfield, you know. Liverpool are the other title favorites right now, other than Tottenham, and they hung in there and really had a good claim to not even draw, but they could have won that game on another for night. For sure. Um, and you know, I think that Liverpool are still so injury riddled at the moment. They're not going to get Van Dijk back anytime soon. I think that it's very possible. Or Joe Gomez. Yeah. For I mean, of course it sucks because that was a six pointer. That game was the definition of a six pointer, but. I think that Tottenham certainly, if Liverpool just drop points at all, I think that Tottenham have a chance because Liverpool are not going to be the unstoppable force they were last year. Nope. You know They're going to drop points at some point this year, so it's just a matter of Tottenham taking those chances, I think. So. All right, now uh, moving down the table a little bit, it has been a rough couple of weeks in West London for the Frank Lampard's boys in blue. Chelsea had back-to-back losses, first to Everton and then to Wolves. And Chelsea have dropped down now to 7th place. Um, There are a whole bunch of reasons and causes for why that may be, but I think we should just get the answer here straight from the mouth of truth himself, Mr. Drew. Please enlighten us as to what has gone wrong for your team over the past couple of matches.
2: Thank you for that, and I will enlighten you all. (laughs) we add a little bit of context to this. Those two losses came after, I think a 17 game unbeaten streak. Um, So this did come as a pretty big shock and a really big disappointment, especially these back-to-back L's. Um, I really think it's, we have, we have three injury prone wingers and they just so happen to all get injured around the same time. It's forced us to play Havertz and Werner in different positions, in different ways. I don't think Frank's gotten it just right yet. Um, you could tell against Everton that the attack just wasn't fluid at all with uh, I think it was Werner, Giroud, and Havertz. Um, you know, Werner's not a winger. He's not. He, he's a, Frank Lampard's asking him to stay up and wide, but that's not where he has his. Uh, that's not where his bread and butter is. It's 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 more it's a little bit more central and it's running in behind. You're not you can't ask him to uh to whip balls in and beat a man one v one for Giroud to head in. Um same thing with Havertz. I think he needs a role more close to goal. Um He shouldn't really be involved in the 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 defense to midfield kind of uh transition, transitional areas. Um but again, it's the four three three has been Frank Lampard's main system. Um I don't not, it, it's a tough balance between finding the good a good role for both Werner and Havertz in that. So it might might be time for a change of system, but I don't know if it's worth uh what's the word I'm looking for uh compensating the entire system to to afford Havertz and Werner in there.
0: It seems like it, the last couple of matches at least tactically was the case where Lampard was just trying to fit Giroud and Werner in the same system. Um, cause Giroud obviously had had a hot hand, scored some goals in Europe, a lot of goals in Europe. And I, I think he was, Lampard was trying to ride Giroud's form and fit Werner in there. And those two strikers in a four-three-three, that's just weird. It just didn't seem to work.
2: Yeah. It's like it's, Werner has always played with the second striker. Um, The difference is that, again, Frank Lampard's asking him to stay wide and stretch the pitch. It's just not his game. It's not his game. He doesn't cross balls in. He gets crossed into. So it's just – he just needs to tighten up there. I think they both, Havertz and Werner, need to be dropped for the upcoming games. Um, Havertz is still coming back from uh, COVID. Uh, Lampard said he had pretty severe symptoms, and – We know that COVID affects your lungs, your respiratory system. So he's just seemed really offbeat. Um, He keeps getting played. Not going to understand that he needs to get that match fitness back and that sharpness. But for right now, I think it's better to play a Kovačić and wait for a healthy winger to to show up.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, on the other side of that coin, uh, at least in the first match, we have the Toffees of Everton, who started the season great, of course. And fell back a little bit, and have surged back up into the top five. So, Matt, uh, how how do you feel about how about the Toffees right now?
3: That's right, that's right. And Chelsea uh, might have been scoring goals in Europe, but they weren't prepared for an absolute wall of four center backs, <laughs> just four absolute <laughs> mm-hmm. stallions back there plugging Everton off all the into holes.
2: Burnley for ninety minutes.
3: That's right. That's right. And we've grinded out two great results, one against Chelsea and one against Leicester. Look, I mean, we started off in dreamland playing some absolutely fantastic soccer, crashed back down to earth a little bit, uh, a bit of a reality check after the first opening weeks of the season. Uh, But, you know, you could chalk down some of that to, uh, to injury, two big injuries to our fullbacks with Dean and Coleman both being out. And it took Ancelotti a fair bit of time to figure it out. And ultimately, uh, starting four fucking center backs turns out to be the way and the truth. But, um, you know, yeah, we have been sitting back a little bit. But to be fair, we have really great players to go on the counter. Richarlison and Iwobi's playing super Richarlison well is right now. literally
1: an open field. It is, Absolutely. It is very impressive Absolutely. to watch.
3: And let's not forget the ever-present Dominic Calvert Lewandowski. He hasn't been scoring quite as many goals recently, but he's still every bit as important in our build-up play and just working those defenders. I mean, look, ultimately I think uh, we'll fall somewhere between the start and, uh, and some of the struggles that we had. We have really good players. We have a really great manager who could come out with some really interesting and uh, ultimately successful <laughs> ideas. Uh, also, maybe not some great ones, and that's down to not having the deepest squad. And for that, I think we'll ultimately be challenging for five, six, seven this year. Um, but you know, I, f- I feel good. Uh, some of my worries that we would just nosedive, like usual, we're, we're starting to set in. But yeah, I think uh, I think we could take it to the next level. With Ancelotti, but that's not to say Champions League yet.
0: Now speaking of five, six, seven, uh, the uh, I have this written in the in the rundown as the Manchesterian candidates, <laughs> which is terrible. I don't know why. <laughs> I, that was so bad. I don't even know why I said that. I could have I could have not mentioned that, and no one would have ever known. But now I've I've had to go and say it, and now everyone knows, and I'm gonna get ridiculed on t- social media.
1: God, that went south so fast, stuff. Sam.
0: <laughs> um, the Manchesterian candidates, a.k.a. Manchester United and Manchester City, are in sort of a weird... Both of them are in weird places right now. We'll start with United because um, United went through a very rough stretch uh, that really culminated with them crashing out of Europe at the hands of Red Bull Leipzig uh, midweek. Um, and Ole's, Ole's job was in serious jeopardy from what it seems like um and Manchester, that's when he's at his most powerful right with ole with his back against the wall turns into a top five manager in the world and as a result uh many united have surged back a little bit in the premier league back up into sixth place um ahead of chelsea actually and still with a game in hand that could jump them all the way up to second if they were to win that game uh so pretty impressive but again there's been a lot of intrigue and a lot of uh, strife so far at Old Trafford this season. So, Taron, wh- how are you feeling about about Manchester United right now?
1: First off, I want to say, and sincerely, I truly mean this from the bottom of my heart, uh, Raiola can go fuck himself, and <laughs> I wish he would do that expeditiously, Um the other thing that I would like to say is that Ole, like, has lost the plot. We have a must-win game to stay in the Champions League, and you put Pogba on the bench for McTominay. You can you can fuck yourself expeditiously as well. That was infuriating to watch. <laughs> um, Dude, Mino, Mino sunned your club, though. He's I know, your club. I know. He just, like, <laughs> he just stirred up a pot, and I guess Ole has to, like, try to seem fucking um like you know, like he's got a a firm hand, so he sits He can't Pogba, back down. But like can't we had down. to win that game. <laughs> we really needed to win that game. Must win.
0: <laughs> Literal must win. Um, or or must draw at least. It
1: was a must draw. Yeah. Run. And um, I mean our league form is great. Like we're on top of Chelsea with a game in hand, which is excellent. Especially if you had access to the group message that Drew suggests subjects us to day in and day out of just his <laughs> mindless Chelsea propaganda, United hating bullshit. It's it's painful. Um, but yeah, I think in general the way that I feel about my team is frustrated. Um, I I th- I feel like I'm pretty spoiled to be saying that while I'm like while the Man- Manchester United are basically top 4 right we've got a game in hand and we're on 23 points um you know that feels good don't Our assume makes good, an ass but... out of you
3: but, i don't know i don't know leads coming up Leeds but Leeds can,
1: the thing Leeds the can thing about dirty that leads. Is, like i don't want to turn i don't want to turn into a team that qualifies for champions league and doesn't have a shot at like actually doing anything year in year out which is kind of what we've been for a long time now um I think you mean that's prime
3: horrible. modern I Arsenal. I hate that for you. <laughs> I hate that well, for you,
1: that's like every year. Must be That is exactly why I was saying I feel spoiled. But um, in in direct answer to your question that you posed in the document, Sam, are United trending up or down right now? Um, I think that we were trending up when we got Bruno, and Bruno is still like an excellent just talisman to have, but we're definitely trending down right now, because Pogba's about to leave and go somewhere else, and hopefully we'll get a bag for him, but um, you never you never know with Woodward at the helm. Old, old Woody will just kind of do whatever he wants, and it's
2: probably stupid. <laughs> He'll end up paying someone else to take them. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> something else to consider, too, and something that Droove has been harping on in the aforementioned uh, group message we're part of, is that United have had some definite penalty calls go their way this year um and some definite refereeing calls go their way this year every do you think call, that what, kind of like call. where United are right now can be chalked up to actually being good enough to be a potential top 4 team or do you think you've sort of gotten a bit lucky on your way up to the top of the table or the top like top quarter of the table i
1: don't i don't think that um I think that some of the calls that we got definitely helped us build some momentum. So you could argue in that sense that they are very responsible for where we are. But I mean, when you look at when you look at United play, like like a game like today, we demonstrate some very direct attacking threat, and a lot of times we look good while we're doing it. You know, like you you watch the attack sometimes and you think to yourself this is definitely a top four team in England like Rashford's playing well if Martial decides to ever play well again (laughs) Greenwood is excellent Bruno is Bruno's an excellent player um but as everyone is aware like the inconsistency is astounding we could look like we did today against Sheffield we look great you know I enjoyed watching that game this week and then next week we might just you know kick the ball at a brick wall for 90 minutes and and that'll be it and we'll just lose
0: (laughs) (laughs) well said well said um all right other side of town the blue half of manchester manchester city have not looked like themselves this season um they're in ninth right now on 20 points and they do have that game in hand as well so they could end up jumping up uh, possibly into the top five if they win that game in hand but, I mean, they've, they dropped really shitty points again uh, to West Brom at home most recently. And they just... The, something is not right with the attack. And it could be because uh, of the absence... Toothless. Exactly, yeah. It could be because of the absence of Aguero. could be for a multitude of different reasons. But, I mean, at this point, it's sort of the question are City facing a battle to even qualify for Champions League and finish top four this season? So, what do you guys... How would you diagnose... Uh, What's gone wrong for Pep's boys?
3: I mean, I think, yeah, you said Aguero out. (laughs) The Pep Pep boys. I think, yeah, Aguero being out is definitely a reason. I mean, Jesus has not been looking good recently. Uh, I think that's a big part of their problems. And I do think they'll ultimately have a good shot at Champions League. But, yeah, I mean, they just look like they can't figure it out. Uh, I've seen a few games now where there's excellent build-up play and you still see a lot of that pep influence in it. it, it it's nice to watch, but it never leads to anything. And it's exactly what Taryn was saying with with United, where they're just throwing at a brick wall the whole time and can't get through. It's pretty frustrating to watch if you're a City fan because you know what you're capable of. Yeah, but Otherwise, it's delicious. It
2: <laughs> have, team, have teams figured City out.
0: <laughs> Fraudiola, fraud, bald. Fraud. All right. So looking back at City's past few games here, one-one draw with West Brom, o- obviously terrible, dropping points there. Nil-nil draw with United, one of if not the worst Manchester Derby I have ever watched. I mean, yeah, it was not goodness good. Goodness <laughs> gracious, man, that was, it was just a waste. Uh, that fixture is
1: co- normally so entertaining. It's shocking.
0: Just terrible. Neither team, it looks like both teams were fine with a nil nil. And it's just so odd to see that from, from a pep men's city team, especially, you know, the past couple of years. They've just been tearing people up. Uh, but a little bit before you go back further, uh, they beat Fulham, crushed Burnley. Those are ones you'd expect. Lost 2 nil to Tottenham. Maybe not a terrible loss considering how well Tottenham were playing. Uh, then drew with Liverpool. So, you know, it's like. They they look great against the shite at the bottom of the table. But then every time they get like they an actual do. team, they, they just can't find Flat a way track to go. bullies.
1: <laughs> Lukaku yep. if it were a team. <laughs> <The>
0: Romelu Lukaku City.
1: <laughs> Honestly,
0: Manchester really is still Romelu Lukaku City uh, if you ask me. I mean, he he dominated. he, he controlled that city. He owned that city.
1: Yeah, dude, he's he the god of Manchester. City. That's what he said in that interview. Remember?
0: <laughs> the god of Manchester. I don't even remember that actually. Really he, said, he, was, he said he was a top line. five striker around. in
2: the world. He said he was a top five striker in the world right before uh, Inter crashed out of the Champions League the next day. <laughs> 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 oh, it was because it was because he he blocked Alexis Sanchez's header. Uh, <laughs> in the last That's moment to win the game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe not the best striker, but top five you goalkeeper. You can't be saying
2: you're top five.
3: That's just fate holding Alexis Sanchez's head under the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Brutal. He get his big uh,
1: melt Alexa of head Sanchez. out of the way. <laughs> Alexis Sanchez definitely was using the monkey paw when he transferred out of Arsenal. He was like, yeah. God help me. I'll do anything to get out of Arsenal. <laughs> he soul. sold his soul. <laughs> and the monkey paw curled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, God.
0: I mean, Inter, well, clean segue here. Arsenal is our next topic. I'll start out by saying Inter is a much better place to play football these days than Arsenal is. Um, Arsenal... Look Look on the brink of relegation right now. And I I sometimes joke and say things like that when a team is in the bottom part of the table. Oh, it looks legit, dude. Arsenal were outplayed by Burnley, who were in the relegation <laughs> zone at that time and jumped up to 17th. Arsenal now lying <sighs> yeah. 15th, five points clear of the relegation zone. And Burnley have a game in hand. So, I mean,
3: yep. the teams below I them I think, are, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna start seeing uh, Arteta showing some signs of baldness because he's looking like a fraud.
2: <laughs> nah, that. <laughs> Somebody please that ship this
1: man some Rogaine.
3: God Arteta's sake. got
0: a great head of hair.
3: You know what he tutelaged under the bald fraud himself, so. Bald fraud Jr. be surprised. Bald fraud V two. No, I... I mean, part I think, two. Yeah.
0: Electric
2: Boogaloo. Arteta. <laughs> This is this is I making think, uh, my uh, my shout for Arsenal getting top 4 very foolish. I was, yeah. I, was dang, dang, yeah. I was singing his praises. I was singing his praises. And this man made me a fool. <laughs> this guy I, mean, I don't than know. Than I think he's He He's worse than Sean Dyche. What does that make against, him? A jet black-haired Sean Dyche? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sean he's Dyche trying to manager. be Pep
3: Guardiola. He's trying to be Man City. He's just playing with
2: you know, fucking burnley Shaka. level players
3: in many cases
1: el nini I El Nini. No no, no 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 no
2: hey, no arsenal have don't a good squad talk arsenal
1: talk have shit a good squad the best egyptian player on the planet <laughs> they certainly have
3: <laughs> they certainly have some good players i will definitely give them that but the quality all around is just not there i'm sorry and you know they do have some great players like party who's been too injured to put in- a good run of games in <laughs>
0: El Neni for the record, will score a banger in the Europa League, and really, Arsenal looked Arsenal looked excellent in the Europa League against Dundalk each Thursday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Molda. <laughs> but then, when it comes to playing, yeah, well, let's look at their past couple of matches. So, Burnley, uh, the mighty Burnley. <laughs> yeah, you can't
1: expect them to. <laughs> to make the European transition from powerhouse. Dundalk to Burnley, Burnley smoothly, come on now. I mean, it's a massive, it's a massive jump.
0: Dundalk, I mean, they've had to travel. Think about how far they've had to travel. Dundalk is in what Northern Ireland, I think, or, or Ireland. <laughs> I mean, that's across the Irish Sea, man. No. Are you kidding me? They must have been exhausted. Um, uh, no, but anyways, uh, Arsenal's last couple of games <laughs> yesterday, they drew one-one with Southampton. Um, actually managed to cling on to a point there. Southampton. Theo yeah, it's Walcott, the,
1: um, Theo the Walcott faded goal,
0: Theo's revenge, Theo Walcott scored. Uh, and then before that, Arsenal had, an- again, another person sent off against Burnley, ended up losing that match 1-0, lost to Tottenham before that, lost to Wolves. Uh, Drew 0-0 with Leeds had another person sent off in that match, lost 3-0 to Villa. Um, I mean, their last win was against United, funny enough, and that came back on <laughs> November
2: 1st. <laughs> Of (laughs) a (laughs) penalty, of a penalty. Hell of a, hell of a That one. Oh God. God.
1: Guys, unrelated, (laughs) unrelated. But I've just had a look at the map of Dundalk, Um, and just west of Dundalk there are two, I guess, towns, perhaps villages. One is named Kilcurly, and one is Kilcurly. Mm. Dude, go look at a map <laughs> right now It's it's like K-I-L-C-U-R-L-Y And right next to it is K-I-L-K-E-R-L-E-Y Like how do the people who live in each respective kilkerly Just like Find just a way to dis- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Somebody like- If we have any um, Worldly catacly- people catacly. Any Irish listeners Any Irish please- geographers that may be listening Yes Perhaps an Irish cartographer, if you happen to be listening. I'm sure that we've got at least one or two of those.
0: Yankee Count, official podcast of Premier League football and Irish geography.
2: Um... (laughs) Irish cartography.
3: (laughs) Are you from Kilcarly?
0: No,
2: lad,
3: I'm from (laughs) (laughs)
0: Kilcarly.
3: You fucking dickhead. (laughs) You You fucking (laughs) dickhead.
0: If you're from if you're from Kill Curly I dare you. if, if you're from Kill Curly, you don't want to show your face in Kill Curly, man. They don't take kindly yeah. to, to Kill Curly Natives and Kill Curly. Gosh. Alright, well, uh anyways. Um back to Arsenal. Uh yeah, I mean what what is there to say? Arsenal look dreadful. Seriously. None of their players. Does even... Arteta
2: get the sack this season? Oh for if sure. If he loses another match, me?
1: he's Done. That's in my opinion. But the thing that is, that they literally free money for anyone listening. That is free money. <laughs>
3: Look, they play, um... they play us. They play us this week. They play Everton.
1: Everton. Yeah. We could realistically
3: relegate our former hero, Mikel, <laughs> and you know it that Mikkel, be such an that Arteta there, money though. would come in handy right now for Arsenal. They could really use some Arteta money right now. Put together <laughs> a decent squad. I know. I know. We joke about this, <laughs> but. Bet. When is it time to start the hashtag
0: Venger in, in earnest? Um, I think it's soon. I think uh, it's got When did we soon. stop, Sam? When did we yeah, stop? Yeah, I was about to say I've
1: been doing that since <laughs> he left. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man! Yeah, Arsenal seriously looking rough. Um, Uh, Now, up at the top, where you would normally find teams like Arsenal in the third, fourth, fifth situation. Uh, Instead, right now, we have Southampton, Leicester, and Everton in third, fourth, and fifth place. Um, Everton, as we mentioned, rallying back up. Southampton are the biggest surprise of the season so far. Arguably, they've looked excellent um, and really missed out on two more points against Arsenal. Could have jumped up into second over Tottenham if they had won that match. Um, What's behind the fantastic start for Southampton? this
1: year, lads? They're, <clears throat> I, I would like to answer this one. They have such an intelligent press. Um, I mean, I think that is basically all that there is to say. Hassan has got this great pressing system going on that makes teams uncomfortable, and it forces them to play in a way that they probably don't want to play in. Um, and when you can... When you can make a team uncomfortable and make them play a brand of football that they don't want to play, I mean, you're going to come away with points. I think they've had wild success, and I do think there will be at least a mild amount of regression, but I don't want to fucking play them right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's worth noting, too, that this time last year, Southampton were in the relegation zone, um, and they actually stuck with Hasenhutl, credit to them. They let him sort of fight back out of that sort of dip in form they went through Look last season.
1: 9-1 loss.
0: Yeah, they lost. It was was it 9-0 I thought. It was it was, yeah. 9-0. 9-0. It was 9-0. Yeah. <laughs> they no, they, no, they no. Credit
1: no, it was to a 9-0. No. No,
3: no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 9-0. No. They got destroyed. Credit to a team actually having patience with the manager. I mean, that's really yeah. kind of and then they beat rare Lester to see in
1: their reverse fixture.
3: They did. Revenge. Yep. And now they're above them hey. in the table right now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they, they have a lot of tidy players um, you know their talisman is Danny Ings but like the backroom staff they have uh, James Ward Prowse I think Yannick Vestergaard is having a pretty under the radar season but like he's been doing he's been doing really well and this yeah. is someone I definitely thought was like a bottom five center back in the league before Hassan Hudl came I didn't rate him at all Yann um, Bednarek same thing didn't rate him but he's been doing fantastic uh got to shout yeah. out Bend Oriol Mayo and Ryan Romeu. Bertrand. Yeah.
1: You
3: also can't uh, discredit young breakout star Theo Walcott. Yeah. He looks real yeah. promising.
2: Arsenal, Arsenal should look to sign someone like that. He looks real
3: promising. I yeah. think he could play yeah. for England. I think England he could one be day. one for the future. Yeah, he yeah. could he could definitely, definitely make the
0: England team one day. Uh mark my words. I mean, maybe not this year, but sometime in the future, I think. Um yeah, certainly. And, and of course Danny Ings is is always one of Southampton's most important players. And Shea and...
2: Adams is looking the real deal, too. They have a really good mm. partnership up front.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, very impressive. Leicester, too, at one point were in first place this season. Looked impressive. Dipped a little bit. And, in fact, they've lost their last two matches here. Um, they did lose to Everton. and uh, Or, excuse me, they, they lost to Everton. They did beat Brighton um, before that. But they also lost a surprising match to Fulham. Uh, just a few weeks ago too so they're a bit of an up and down team right now still good enough to find themselves sitting in fourth place at the moment but uh i mean we talked about lester as a potential title threat on the last episode now it's more like eh, maybe they're top four i don't know i still there's a little bit of inconsistency with lester yeah, that, they're a confusing
1: you know... team to be certain
0: mm-hmm. and and i think i mean what... they yeah.
3: they lost against us they were starting in Didi and farfana at center back to be fair they had Two big misses with Evans and Soyanchu. So, you know, I think injuries, especially this weird season, have set in for a lot of teams. I think they yeah. are having some struggles with that as well. But, I yeah, I agree. They're, I they're started, inconsistent.
1: Hmm, excuse me. I did not realize they started in Didi at center back. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: They – not the <laughs> best starting 11, uh, especially when you're coming up, you know, an absolute wall of bricks with Holgate Mina. Keen and Godfrey all back there just big dick swinging That's center back right. dick in the ass I like that Hard right knock football good.
1: people poop on the field people <laughs> deliver their newborn babies on the field what? Like this pussy ass shit oh man oh my god Wow!
0: <laughs>
2: what are you talking about
0: Darren? that like that that sentence alone just earned us like an x rating on spotify like uh, literally puts no. us up there with like actual pornography there goes our
3: sponsorships
0: <laughs> pornographic podcasts is what we're going to be uh, situated with um
3: yeah at the end of the day sponsor? though <laughs> at the end of the day though i think uh as long as Vardy and Madison are firing, they they definitely clinch European football, if not Champions League, this time around.
0: I think last episode what yeah, we I said was um hard. what we said was Leicester could be a title threat as long as none of their defenders or attackers ever get injured, and we've seen that they don't Here
2: have we are. <laughs> or midfielders.
0: <laughs> they have they do have a ton of midfield depth, but defensively and offensively. Not as much, and we saw, luckily they still, I mean, the thing about Vardy, as we continue to say, is that he just, he operates on Red Bull and port, and somehow Mm. his body just lives. Adrenaline. It never gets hurt. It's like he regenerates a limb if you were to, like, break it. If he, like, broke his leg, his body would just, like, heal itself on the field with all the caffeine and. And uh, port flowing through his body his, or something.
2: His healing process goes <laughs> into overdrive.
0: You just see him they like stretch him to the sidelines and you just see like a glow of light surround his kneecap and suddenly he floats back onto his feet and runs back out onto the field and starts yelling profanities at the referee again.
1: He sounds like some sort of holy man when you describe it like that. <laughs> a the Church of Vardy?
0: The Church of Vardy. Vardyism Could it
1: be? Vardology. Communion is Vardes. literally Red Bull. Var- Vardes, Red Bull mixed with port.
0: You might even call him a Vard deity. <laughs> Vard- <Yeah. laughs> deity. Oh, He's my Vard deity. God man. Oh, that's
2: my fantasy team name next year when I draft Jesus. him.
0: Jesus. Wow. All Vard- right.
2: deity. Yeah, that is a good fantasy name.
0: That's there. You go. That's that's the Premier League <laughs> section. That um, we had some of the worst puns in the history of the Yankee account there. I think. Um, so. <laughs> For better, for worse, we may want to. We may not want to go back and listen to that one again after today. But um, hopefully, we can get through it. Um, anyways, this is an important segue because we are coming up on an actually a huge development for the Yankee account. Um, this is something we've been striving for for a long time, and now it's finally here. But um, for the longest time, you know, we've been hoping to actually get some of the biggest names in world football onto the Yankee Count podcast as our guest. And I'm absolutely thrilled to say that uh, we do have four major, major names coming up uh, in our interview section. Um, so everyone prepare yourselves. Uh, first up, we have Graham Soonis.
3: I don't care what the white man say, Senate Clause is a black man. I don't care what the white man say, Senate Clause is a black man. Mm, mm, mm. We're gonna do this shit for Christmas, y'all. Hey, man, I'm so on out. Oh, man, I'm layin' and playin', you know what I'm saying? <laughs> out of work, ain't that a bummer? Oh, oh man, do it. Out, right, man. I know what you're But you know, I might just go ahead and take it up and lay on bed, uh, huh? Look me, check it out. I check it out. You bust a day after Christmas out back at
1: the shack. Um
0: All right, well, Graham, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's really a pleasure and an honor to have someone like you with the stature that you have in the game on our show. Um First off, you know, I know that uh you and and Paul Pogba have an interesting sort of dynamic. I'm curious <laughs> what your thoughts are on uh Paul Pogba and specifically Mino Raiola saying he wants to leave Manchester United.
2: Well, you know, I think he needs to leave. He he's he's pretty cancerous. <laughs> this way. This this Pogba character, he, he needs to leave the club. he All I see him do is dribble around his own half, lose possession, uh, dab. I, I just can't take <laughs> it anymore. And,
3: and what's, you know, Graham, what's with him taking the knee every time before the game starts? What's all that nonsense?
2: For the life of me, I can't tell you. <laughs> what are all these players doing? The whistle is blown. Get up and run. <laughs>
0: I mean that's a good point. That's thirty seconds of or fifteen seconds of the match. You know that uh, that squeaky bum time. You know that yeah, that Fergie refund. time was replaced with with um, with taking the knee pre pre game. Uh, pretty crazy. So uh, Graham, I'm curious how you think Paul Pogba will fit into his next team tactically and what he'll offer them as a player. Well,
2: he's he's got the ability to ping a ball. He's Good with both feet, um, but for me, he just doesn't have what you need as a midfielder, uh, the ability to break someone's leg, <laughs> <laughs> he, do- he doesn't have the two-footedness,
0: <laughs> I apologize Graham, my, my fellow Yankee Cup members are being a little rude here, continue.
2: They should show some respect. Put your medals on the table. Oh, oh
1: shit.
2: But yeah, he'll he'll offer his team Graham. a lot going forward, but nothing going back. Graham, um,
1: I'm really interested in how you um sort of assign quality to a midfielder. I, I like the metrics that you've brought up and because of that I have a very important question um say that you were a team looking to make a transfer for a top midfielder um do you go for someone like Paul Pogba or do you think that someone like maybe Lee Cattermole would probably offer more to a team
2: you give me a very easy decision there i'd I'd take uh, I'd take Lee Cattermole every day you know get <laughs> it uh what else we go uh...
0: Jack Colback, maybe. i
2: will take Jack Colback. He,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's he's right up there for me.
0: Uh... <laughs> yeah. So uh, you mentioned dabbing, and um, you know, Graham, I know that all these young footballers have their, you know, their sort of flamboyant style. I'm curious what you think about uh, what you know. How do you feel about dabbing?
2: You know, I couldn't care less about it. Um... Every time he dabs, he comes up with a new haircut, I uh, don't understand it. <laughs> Dribble, he's dribbling on in his own half, and then he's dabbing. It's just. <laughs> and then that, that, that Milli Rock merchant, uh, Jay Lings. <laughs> they just need to get on with the dancing and just play the game.
0: Wow. I, I never thought I'd see the day that, um, Graham soon referred, you referred to Jesse Lingard as Jay Lings, but, um, you know, that <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear you're sort of embracing modernization. Is that right?
2: Modernization. Not familiar with the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Graham, uh, thank you again so much for joining the Yankee Count podcast. Um, I hope we anytime, can. Anytime. Yeah, I hope we can hear from you again in the future. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, please, Thank please you, enjoy your punditry duties, and we'll we'll speak I to might you. Bring, I you, might
2: bring my friend. Uh, I might bring my friend Roy Keane.
0: Oh okay. You know great. what? You
2: don't have to do that. We appreciate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Graham Soonis, everybody. Um, excellent interview there. Always a great interview, Graham. Um, friend of the show. Graham, uh, get the fuck out of my seat. Have...
2: It's time for you to go. <laughs>
0: Graham um, all right. But that's not all. In fact, uh, next up, we have, in many people's opinion, one of the truly great managers in world footballing history joining us here on the Yankee Count. So if Graham Soonis surprised you, um, get ready to be blown away because joining us now here on the Yankee Count, uh, we do have the special one himself, Jose Mourinho. Um, Jose, how are you doing? How are you doing this evening?
1: uh a sheet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, um Oh no. What's wrong? Yeah what's wrong, Jose?
1: I think uh this this week very, very unfair um from the referee. Um these these things you watch you watch our you watch Sonny you watch our players play. And um, and we don't get the results that we deserve. And it's because the FA does not want to reward Tottenham Football Club.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, interesting take there, Jose. Um, I'm curious, what do you think went wrong against Liverpool this week in that 2-1 loss?
1: You know, I don't like to blame players. Um, I think... I think that is unfair to do. However the reason that we lost is all on Steven Bergwein. I mean,
2: it's it's literally all his fault. And um you know I thought I thought Ndombele played pretty badly. Would you agree? I wasn't watching.
1: I was only looking at Bergvine. I saw Sonny score. I saw Eric Dier um, he looked very good. He looked like a nice young boy. And I watched Bergwein fuck up.
0: Yeah, fair. Now, uh, one of the big things in the media this week has been uh, that you went up to Jurgen Klopp after the match and you two exchanged words. Could you maybe tell us a little bit uh, what you said in that moment?
1: I told him. I told him that it was very, very unfair. The better team lost. The game. Um, I also told him that if it were me on the touchline with his antics and his big white teeth, um, I would be in the stands. I'd be outside the stadium driving home to my hotel.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Strong words indeed, Jose. Um, Now, earlier this season, you said that Tottenham weren't in the title race. How do you feel now? Do you think uh, your team is still not in the title race or are you in it? Uh, give us a little insight there.
1: I think the title race, why are we talking about the title race? You know, um, we. The, the, this is just this team. Why are we talking about the title race? We talk about, this is what we talk about. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. We talk about Sonny's hair we talk about why Harry Kane's wife isn't as attractive as the other f- the other wags um, and uh, I think uh, I think we spend the rest of the time bullying Bergvine and that's we, we don't need to talk about a title we're not here to win a title
2: this is Spurs. <laughs>
1: This is Spurs, motherfucker! <laughs> wow! All right,
3: all right, um, Jose, your voice—it changed somehow.
0: <laughs> Jose Mourinho, uh, thank you so much for joining us here in the Yankee Count. Uh, a, a terse, a terse interviewer, as usual, but oftentimes very entertaining, and we do appreciate your time. I think messing of it. All right, Jose Mourinho, everybody. Uh, that was a great interview as well. Uh, but we're not done, no. In fact, we're just getting started, because uh, next up we have two of, you know, we talk a lot about Jose Mourinho as one of the great world managers, but the next two coming up give him a run for his money. Um, truly some of the best in the sport. First up, uh, the manager of West Ham and formerly of Everton, we have David Moyes on Hi, the Yank account. David Moyes,
3: welcome. How are
0: you doing this evening? evening.
3: Cheers! Cheers! I'm doing great. I've had an excellent week. Good, good hard knock football out there, and you can't have any complaints, can you? It's great stuff.
0: Absolutely not. Um, so first off, David, I wanted to ask you um, what what drugs are you feeding your players at West Ham uh, to to have them taking so many points off of top top teams in the league?
3: No no drugs, it's just fight and, and speed at and that's credit to the lads. You know they're training so hard and they're just working on and off the pitch. Um and also I gave them a cocktail of Bucky's and Raiderled before each match <laughs> as well. <laughs> Alright.
0: They'll uh, the coming. I think they call that um Glasgow just Breakfast Cereal. Open. Is that <laughs> Glasgow breakfast cereal—is that what they call that? Ritamin, Ritalin and uh, ketamine, I think. Or you something. can't
3: forget about the the fight and the spirit of the team, and and really credit to the lads in training. You know, just look at them stretching. I like to look at them stretching, and you know, you see you see Sab stretching for that goal. What a magnificent goal! And I I really just like to watch him stretch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um now David you, your West Ham team has been has been stretching themselves right up the table i must say how have you managed to have how did you manage to vault up like that
3: uh, it's, it's just fight it's it's the fight and the spirit of the team and uh, credit to the lads in training uh, they've been stretching really well recently
2: <laughs> david so, david how are the games that that you weren't uh you weren't on the touchline for what were what were you shouting uh if you were shouting anything at all if the players could hear you
3: i was you know shouting at the best of my ability just wheezing through, through the covid nasty virus really and and i was just watching them stretch and just couldn't barely breathe swear to god nearly had to be admitted to the icu wow now do you do any stretching of your own david Yeah, yeah, you know, I like to to give the lads a feel, show them really where to stretch, how to stretch, and give them a good demonstration. Excellent. All right. Well, um, David Moyes,
0: thank you so much for joining the Yankee Count today, and good luck for the rest of the season, all right?
3: Yeah, cheers. Thank you.
0: All right, great. Um, Now, I think for this next one here... (laughs) What I'm gonna do? Um, I can take over. Do you want to introduce over. our next guest, Drew?
2: I can, I can introduce the next guest. Mm-hmm. We have one of the most esteemed men in football. One of the, one of the, one of the, the greats, if you will. Right now, we have, yes, a great of the game. We have with us, strategy, Steve Bruce. Welcome to the show,
0: Steve. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. How are you? How are you? It's doing. Doing nice, yeah.
2: Steve, we're not going to mess about here. Let's just get right into it. How did you become so successful as a tactical mastermind?
0: Oh, well, you know, know, first off, I actually want to say, I actually uh, listen to the Yank account every week. uh, Wow. Every single week. That's awesome. You, You don't even put out episodes every week, but... Uh, you know, um, I do listen to it. every. Do you, you sometimes, really listen to them? Yeah, I listen to all the episodes all the time. I think that actually does have uh, something to do with it, uh, this, the tactical mastermind. I just love how you guys always praise me so much on this show. Um, you know, you're always are talking about I'm, I'm one of the best managers in the world. And, um, you know, Newcastle fans, they, they can be a little hard on me sometimes. So hearing you guys talk about how good a manager I am, it just warms me heart. Uh, but no, anyways, um, as far as my tactics, you know, uh, it was early in my career. Um, it was actually in my time at Sunderland. Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, what if um, what if you put four defenders at the back and you had two in the center there, and then on each side, you had a sort of a wing back type player, you know, that could go forward and, and sort of hug the wing, uh, almost like a fullback. Um, Right, So I started with that, and of course you have the goalkeeper in that, and then above the four defenders, what if you put four midfielders, so you put two centre midfielders, and then you put two two wide midfielders, so it's almost like two wingers there, and then at the top there, I I was thinking to myself, wait a second, what if you put two strikers, two strikers up at the top there? And it just sort of came to me one day, sort of an epiphany. Um, so, you know, that's actually, I think, how I got me start as a tactical mastermind. Um, wow.
3: That's, yeah, that, that is also also
0: I have to mention I did work on a, a construction crew um, a bit as a as sort of a grown-up thing, a side job. And, um, you know, we did build a lot of brick shade houses, uh, you know, and this was in Newcastle, actually. So, yeah, I, I got a lot of experience building brick shade houses uh, as, a, as a wee lad. And I think I carried that with me, yeah.
2: Great stuff. I'm sure all of our young managers listening right now have taken vast amount of what you've said and stride. <coughs> here, uh, let's yeah. see here. Uh, <laughs> so Newcastle's you know, been Bruce. hit with a bit of an outbreak of COVID. How y- how have you been dealing with that?
0: Oh yeah, you know, um, not not too well actually. Uh, you know, some of our players, uh, they did come down with a bit of a nasty case of COVID. And, uh, you know, I, I told them, my first thing I told them actually was, um, you know, chin up, lad, go down to the Gregs on the corner, get yourself a sausage roll and uh, a cup of coffee maybe. And, um, you know, maybe even just get yourself a pint and, uh, you know, get up, chin up and, uh, and you know, carry on. Um, but it turns out uh, that strategy didn't work because I, I tried that with one player, And, uh, you know, the next day, uh, we had, um, 11 players test positive. Uh, weird how that works. Um, you know, it's a crazy thing, this virus. Um,
2: so, you know, uh, we've been... Are you you looking forward to the vaccine?
0: Oh, no, I'm not taking that shit. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) Are you fucking... I mean, no. Fuck no. No, I'm not taking that shit. No. I mean, you know, we... COVID is a shame, really, but, you know, I would never inject myself with, uh, you know, those those evil microchips and you know all that and right right uh, you know i mean just
2: the five the sausage links for breakfast
0: yeah then. no right. hey, if, hey my motto is you know if a, a greg sausage roll and a pint can't fix you up i mean you're fucked, hey, you're <laughs> right fucked.
2: <laughs> all right strategy steve let's uh let's move on um what uh, could you tell us is the point of joe ellington
0: Oh, you know, Big Joe. Um, you know, he's uh he has had his growing pains. Um he he has struggled a little bit settling into the uh the Premier League. But um you know what I will say is that, you know, every day in in training, um, you know, he's really good about uh whenever he misses the net and, you know, kicks it over the goal. Um, he goes and chases that down, you know. Um he always chases it down, never complains. Head down, uh, always chases the ball after he's kicked it over the net. um, you know, what do you, what
2: do you have to say to people that think that you're not getting the best out of Joe Ellington?
0: Oh, well, um, I, you know what I would say is uh, I think that um, I think that I am getting the best out of Joe Ellington, and um, and uh, you know that's uh, that's that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? <laughs> okay, we'll leave it
2: at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, how many center backs do you think are are appropriate to have on the pitch at one time?
0: Oh, you know, that's, you know, that's a tough question. Uh, depends on how many goals you're behind by. Um, so if you're, if you're up, if you're up by, you know, so let's say it's a nil-nil, um, you know, I think uh, three centre-backs is fair to have on the pitch. If you if it's a nil-nil, you know, start the game, three centre-backs. Um, and if you score a goal, you know, um, that's when I think you can move down to like one centre-back, uh, you, know, um, you know, you get a goal up, two, two goals up. In fact, sometimes, you know, when we two goals up, I, I don't even play with centre-backs, you know. I tell you, I'll tell them. Look, Fabian, share. You know, uh, you know, fucking heads up, boys. You know, go up in the top and bag yourself a goal, lad. Um, now the difference is when you're down by two goals, um, then I think it goes up to yeah, four or five, probably four or five centre backs on the pitch. Then um, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things. You know, it's uh, centre backs. Are some of our great, great goal scoring uh, ability in our centre backs and our squad. So yeah, I would say about five. Five, maybe six center backs if you're down 2-0. Um, also, you know, it depends on how I okay. feel. Maybe I had a what? kebab before the match, and I'm feeling a little sluggish. And uh, I'll start out with seven <laughs> or eight center backs on the field. So it just depends.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Great answers. Steve,
0: Great answers.
3: Steve, I have one last question for you. Uh, would you be willing to sign my original copy of Striker?
2: <laughs> oh, lad,
0: of course. I mean, no. my goodness, no one's mentioned that book in years. No one's mentioned that book in years. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, they and
2: said to you, me... Have you read it yourself,
0: uh, Sam? Well, I... I, I, I mean, I, Steve... So, who the fuck is Sam? Uh, <laughs> Sam? You know, I, I I, read a bit of it. Um, you know, I started writing it. And, uh, you know, after the first couple <laughs> of pages, it did get a little tiring. So what I did is I actually dictated it to someone. Um, and I... I think some of the words might have gotten a little bit, uh, you know, lost in translation because I was eating a kebab at the time and my mouth was really full. <laughs> um, great kebab, by the way. I think it, I, I, oh, I actually mentioned the kebab in the uh, acknowledgments at the end of the book. Um, you know, it's one of the, one of the most. Okay, Steve. Fun, fun, fine, Wait,
2: before, final question here, Steve.
1: Before we move on from the books, though, I just want to, I want to point out how fucking brilliant I thought it was the oh, way that in the book you were coaching malchester <laughs> united it nobody. Complimented nobody uh-huh. um it you you were coaching malchester united but the way that you um switched malchester for manchester kind of oh, alternatively oh, well, several times you know, throughout the book like i said that was lad, a literary tactic that i thought was just mind-blowingly uh, intelligent thank you I thank you but um show you
0: up yeah like i said lad i, I actually do think i said uh, i was trying to say manchester and uh, mouthful of kebab it's it makes it hard to makes it hard to dictate i suppose um but you know uh, if you like the creative liberties and all that
2: all right all right strategy steve final question here what do you have to say for your critics calling you the antichrist of football
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh you know it's um it's interesting that you'd ask me that um you know i i suppose i should just be honest with you here but um yeah, actually, I'm the Antichrist of football. Um, <laughs> well, there you have it. Yes, there you uh, have it. Yeah, you know. We try... Thanks for,
2: thanks for, thanks for coming the, on. The God Strategy of
0: football, State actually, really yeah. It. I was a bastard son between the God of football and uh, a raccoon in a back alley, um, and so yeah, you know, that's um, it's a bit of an awkward topic for me, as you might imagine. But
2: mm. you know,
0: I do my well, best, and uh, you know, 14th, well, we nothing it. wrong with that, eh? Yes. We're, 14th and a nice kebab for dinner. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that
3: thank you strategy steve this has oh, been awesome. a, an thank absolute you, Trangie, pleasure steve.
0: yes thank you so much strategy steve steve bruce one of my idols in in football and in life um <laughs> <laughs> such an sam, honor. when did you
2: get back sam
0: i was here the whole time man. i was just starstruck i was so starstruck from having steve oh. bruce in the pod um all right well that was a brilliant brilliant segment thank you to all of our guests that joined us tonight um hopefully we can have more in the future Clearly, the Yankee Count is growing in stature if we have some of the great guests in in-world football of any show you'll find. All right, now it is the holiday season, and this is our holiday special here on the Yankee Count. So to end off this episode, lads, I figured we would go into some Premier League Christmas
1: gifts. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Axe and all his bowing on the are rain children. all right so first
0: and or or kwanzaa and or hanukkah and or um, whatever pagan ceremony might be (laughs) celebrating or bacon alia yeah bacon alia man oh we should ask Steve gruse that man you know explain what he really (laughs) meant when when he said how's the bacon did you say um one of the great quotes i think in football anyways Premier League Christmas gifts, so what we're going to start out by doing is we're going to um, project what each of the top six teams is hoping for the most to find under their tree on Christmas morning, Uh, and then going down the table, we'll see what sort of stocking stuffers might be in store for the Premier League as well this festive period. So first off, we're going to start with Spurs. Um, One gift for each top six team, and uh, I believe this was Matt that proposed this Christmas gift. So... Matt, what does Tottenham want more than anything in the world to find under the Christmas tree
3: this year? They need uh, three wings a play in and in the second half a forward pass. Mm.
0: And that's one that's hard to. It's a hard gift to give. It's more. It's one of those like idea gifts, you know? It's like you give someone like a coupon book for like chores and stuff. It's one of those. It's like, you know. Maybe, um, I don't know Maybe Musa Sissoko will gift wrap A little piece of paper under the tree And Jose Mourinho will open it And will say One coupon redeemable once For one forward pass In the second half He'll
3: probably just roll Except it up and, and, and use it to beat Steve Bergwine over the head with. <laughs> if I had to get it. probably, Probably um, Now
0: for Chelsea Drew, if this is accurate What do you think Chelsea would be looking for Under the tree this year?
2: Um, I think they'd love some bubble wrap, and just put Kristen Pulisic in a, a, just a bundle of of uh, a bubble wrap. That way, when he's running full speed at defenders, his hammy won't give out halfway through.
0: That's that's smart. God
2: knows we'll be struggling without him.
0: Definitely smart. Yes, you are. Definitely smart. You, uh, now, Taron, it sounds like you're you're eating something, but um. Don't don't dig into yep. those cookies too quickly, Santa. Alright. Okay. Alright. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um
1: <laughs> You don't get this kind of professionalism on yeah. any other podcast. Manchester
0: United, what are they looking for under the tree this year, Turn?
1: Um, I think that they would be very, very happy to find um The gift that keeps on giving. Just a a nice VAR headset, Mm. tightly wrapped up in a box. Monitor
0: and headset combo, maybe? Mm.
1: Yes, yes, Uh. that is correct. Along with the decision. No shame.
0: You can tell that that Taren definitely wrote that answer. (laughs) The United fan (laughs) totally was the one that wrote that. And we totally didn't just force him to read that just now. Um, Next up is Manchester City. Uh, Right now on Manchester City's Christmas list, right at the top there, we have a toupee or a wig uh, to hide the bald fraud's fraudulent career as a football manager.
2: <laughs> mm. Fraudiola.
0: Spicy. That's tip. spicy. That's uh. We'll see if Santa can deliver on that one. Uh, Matt, you want to take us through the Arsenal uh, wish list for this
3: year? That's right. It's it's a it's a very merry Christmas in London, where Granit Xhaka has just received a one-way ticket to the Cayman Islands. Uh, they're shipping them out. <laughs>
2: Taxi. No return trip.
0: (laughs) Merry Christmas. That's right. Excellent.
2: He's already Swiss, so I mean, he's got the banks.
0: True, true. That's a good point. Drew, do you want to take us through what Liverpool, last but not least, as far as the top six Christmas gifts? What do you think Liverpool are looking for under the tree this year?
2: I think they're looking for a matching set of Invisalign for both Klopp and Firmino's teeth.
0: Ooh, good one there. A for. But that's wow. that's more of a practical gift, more than like a you know a
1: toy. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes those are the best gifts though. It's like Very when much. you finally can, start appreciating underwear. What can you give underwear. someone?
2: What can you give someone who has everything?
1: A goal at home.
3: <laughs>
2: some invisalign.
0: Of course, some invisalign. Uh, now for some stocking stuffers, going down the table a little bit. Um, so am I'm I'm. I'm ruffling through the stocking here as you can totally hear me doing here ruffling through the stocking and i've pulled out what's that what'd you find okay this one is to burnley from the rest of the premier league and it's two packs of cigarettes to last sean dyke until boxing day
1: (laughs) that's gonna be cutting it close bro that's gonna be cutting it close
3: I
0: mean,
1: he, he,
3: yeah, probably he might effect. make them through Christmas dinner. I don't know, I'm not sure.
1: Here, let me, let me rustle around what's in the that over? What's around. the over under on that? I'll, I'll call T-packs. it by two cigarettes.
3: Uh, uh. What'd you find in there, Drew? <laughs> what, what, what did you find? Uh,
2: Let's see here. Uh, an entire pressure washer
3: Whoa. to clean Newcastle's
2: brick shite house oh. and Steve Bruce's asshole. Oh, oh my goodness. I think wow. I, I heard that Sounds Steve painful. Bruce
0: uh, actually asked for that. Um, wow, that's, that's great. That's awesome. I mean,
3: I mean, Incredible. He, he needed to pressure wash Incredible. <laughs> uh, Incredible.
0: Taran, you want to, you want to dig through and see what else you can find there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. There's a lot of stuff in here.
0: Big <clears> stocking.
1: <throat> All right. You guys are going to have to give me a minute to, to unload this. Give me one second. Yeah. Ooh, big
0: Whoa! One. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one.
1: Oh, Jesus. Wow. Uh, 12, 13, 14. Ah, there it is. Okay, so that's the 15th crate of um, Red Bull and also some of the finest port that I could get my hands on. (laughs) Um, And we're just going to ship it straight to Leicester so that Jamie Uh... Vardy can continue scoring goals. Oh, Mary. It was Jamie. It, we'll hope that he has the um, proper receptacle because you know there's only one thing you can drink Red Bull and pour it out of. What is that? Don't you know? No. What's that, um... <laughs> what's that, like, shitty alcoholic beverage in England that Jamie Vardy drinks his wine out of? What is it, what is it called again?
0: I have, I have no idea. Oh, it's, it's, no, it's like, like, MD, a... like... Forty forty or something like that or one of those things
1: hold on what does jamie <laughs> drink <laughs> um,
0: you should have thought of this when whoever whoever gave this to him should have thought of that it should a lucas
1: aid bottle it's ah, a a- that's, oh. that's just gatorade that's not alcohol
0: mm, yeah. some lucas aid would go nicely going? with that red bull port, i think um for sure. Matt, you want to you wanna take us, see if there's anything else yeah, left I, in there? Yeah,
3: you know, I'm digging around through here, and it looks like uh, for Leeds United, it's just a, a bunch of hair bands, and I think uh, I think it's to support the absolutely absurd amount of man buns. Ah. Shout out that team. Yeah. And I think, actually, even I'm digging around in here, I think there's even one for Marcelo Bielsa himself. I wow. think, uh, wow, this Boxing Day, I think we'll see a, a fashionable change down in Leeds.
0: Wow, that's great. And, you know, I might actually get Marcelo Bielsa something myself. I might get him a Football Manager 21 uh, for this coming season. So, <laughs> wow. see if he
3: likes that.
2: Give the man a new pair of binoculars The lunch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, Sam, you, you take it back. What else is in there?
1: Yeah, so... I was going to
2: get Bielsa a squat rack,
1: personally. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> squat rack. In the stocking. A stocking, Real stocking stuff for the <laughs> squat rack. Um, yeah. <laughs> from... Like, Fumbling it's through here, it's, it feels like there's a couple things here at the bottom. Um, Alright, yeah, we got we got something here. Um, okay, so th- this is two Fulham. Uh, this is seven rocks uh, oh. to throw through train windows. Um, and apparently this... <laughs> Apparently this is specifically to Alexander Mitrovic because it, it uh, reminds Jesus him of, of growing up in, in uh, Serbia. I guess uh, it reminds him of home. He's feeling a little homesick. Oh, that is awful. Home, so, oh, in that is, awful. Oh, is it coal? <laughs> it it felt like coal. I was worried about who would, who was going to get coal, yeah. but uh, it's uranium. Goodness me! It just All turns right. Out it's rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just rocks, don't worry. Just uh, just projectiles that can be <laughs> deadly when thrown. All right, let me, let me grab um, around in here. All right. Let me grab around in here. You, you, got, you got to dig around in there, Drew. Let's
2: see here. Oh, There's a long one. Oh, this is a rope. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a noose <laughs> for Arsenal. Oh, my,
3: oh my God. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, One lucky man. fan oh, can no. go home with the noose. <laughs> a very Merry Christmas to that goodness, lucky individual. Dude. That's not in the oh. that's
0: not in the spirit of Christmas, Drew. Uh, not in oh the spirit of Christmas.
1: <laughs>
3: Wait till uh, Arsenal dude. fan TV listens to that. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Robbie's gonna be pissed.
0: <laughs> my goodness. Oh man. Um <laughs> is, I hesitate to ask this question, but is there anything else left in there? Taryn oh, feels Yeah,
1: hold on. I think I feel something in here. Uh, okay, here it is, here it is. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a magazine. Let me, let me open this up. <laughs> what, oh! What kind oh, of magazine look, sounds like that? <laughs> look at, no, it was wrapped. It was, uh, up. it was, I was uh, doing the wrapping. I could just tell that it was a magazine within. And what it is, it is a year-long <laughs> prescription to Breitbart. Pr- prescription? Addressed to Manchester United to address their lack of a right wing. <laughs> <laughs> prescription
3: or subscription
1: now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I don't know what I said.
3: United Sub- you know, really needs to start listening to, to some Dude, real news networks like, uh, you know, like OAN, OAN. the The only American <laughs> yep. network. Newsmax. Alex
1: yeah.
0: Jones.
3: InfoWars.
0: Yeah, that's what they yeah. need. That's yeah. right. That's right.
1: All Shout right. out to when yeah, InfoWars had a White House press pass.
0: Uh, I think that's I can... The <laughs> I think I can feel one more thing in the bottom of there, Matt. You want to you wanna
1: yeah, dig that up?
3: A- actually, i uh, uh, just pulling it out now. It's, It looks like it's a notice from the FA to Sheffield, and they are now instituting a league-wide reduction to one sub per game. Oh,
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, they'll be happy. They'll be oh happy Sheffield. Man, oh,
3: man. Merry wow. Christmas got- to Sheffield Merry
0: Christmas to all a good... <laughs> What is it? A good year to all and to all good night, however, however it goes. Yeah, oh Santa Claus left some well, great stuff under the tree and in the stockings this year for Premier League teams everywhere. Um, wow, well, that I think wraps it up. The Yank Account first ever holiday uh, extraordinaire. It's been a hell of a ride. Uh, I want to thank again – oh, go ahead, Taryn, before we close I it would up.
1: like to take this opportunity to um, – encourage everyone to go out and get your microchips um i got my vaccine today and i got home and i only managed to spend $3,500 on microsoft's website afterwards Mm. so um i can i can tell you that my brain isn't totally controlled just worth $3,500 worth okay that
3: makes sense fair very fair uh
0: congrats on getting getting your vaccine uh, the COVID vaccine for Taryn. Um,
3: fully deserved. Thank you. Fully deserved.
2: I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe Steve <laughs> Bruce
3: will 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 take you as an example. You never know.
2: I mean... <sighs> Taryn, when you inevitably turn into the Hulk, please be coherent enough to still be on the podcast. I, All right, I
0: don't right, know if it fair. can get any less coherent than the hour and 15 minutes we've just undergone, <laughs> but... Thank you. Uh, thanks again to our four guests, Graham Soonis, Jose Mourinho, David Moyes, and Steve Bruce. <laughs> Lovely to have all of you. Hopefully we have you back. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, a very special thank you to the three gents that are with me tonight, Taryn Matt, and Dhruv. Fun and interesting as always. This has been. Uh, it's been quite a ride tonight.
1: Uh, Indeed. Thanks for having us, Sam. <laughs> well, happy
3: holidays, it's been a and don't ride forget if to will.
0: It's been, it's been so one hell of a Slayer. ride. Right? Happy holidays from all of us here at the Yankee Count. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us at Yankee Count Pod on Twitter. Uh, and get ready for the festive period of the Premier League. We'll be back maybe uh, in 2021. So in the meantime, stay safe. Stay frosty.